When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exactly where is the bottom for the Bitcoin price? How low can it go? Anonymous is targeting Elon Musk after his alleged manipulation of Bitcoin, and Vitalik is surprised at how long Ethereum 2.0 is taking. We are as well. The El Salvadorian president has submitted a bill to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender, and guess what? It passed. The U.S. Department of Justice has retrieved over $2.1 million in Bitcoin, paid as ransom by Colonial Pipeline, and President Trump has pissed a lot of people off by saying, Bitcoin seems like a scam. As for us, well, it's always sunny in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down, but crypto is here to stay. Kind of like us. In fact, we're never going away. We shall podcast from the great beyond if needed, and we will haunt you forever. (laughs) Need a cough drop? (laughs) Unless... That is, you leave us a five-star review after this bad news, episode number 522 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. (laughs) Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious, and the show most likely to have a fart joke in it, which I think is something in and of itself. We got that one right out of the way. So but luckily, this episode will have no corn references at all because we're not that corny anymore. I think you just did. <laughs> this is our weekly news show. That's Travis Wright. I'm Joel Com. Thanks for listening and thanks for making us a top 100 business podcast because we're all about that business, yo. The business of the cryptos. And as we mentioned in a previous episode, we are well on our way to over 100 million downloads. We are nearing it. It's really far away, but we are on our way towards it. We're getting closer. And I'll tell you, after last week's episode with Dr. Ayush Gaur from India, We have more fans in India than ever before. So we would very much like to say welcome to a lot of our new friends in India. We are so glad you are listening to the show, Bagali. Thank you so much. We appreciate you very much. And we are glad you have tuned in to the Not So Bad podcast. We are not as bad as we used to be. We are getting better because we are growing our audience in India. We have been needing and waiting on you for the Bad Crypto podcast to get even better. We just smell bad. More better. Uh, I'll tell you what's not bad is Animoca. These guys just came out with another 
press release announcement today. I actually don't have the info on that right in front of me, but they're partnering or developing another multiplayer game. It's like every week it's something, and they are revolutionizing the gaming industry. F1 Delta Time, Quid, Sandbox, Crazy Defensive Heroes, others in the works. Check them out, animochabrands.com. And on Sunday, which is our next episode, number 523, we have the pleasure of interviewing Robbie Young, the CEO of Animoca, and uh, we've got some great content coming from him, some amazing vision from Animoca. And we've also got an interview with a young man who became a multimillionaire by investing in Animoca during their very lean period. So he's, uh, it's, you're going to really enjoy the show on Sunday. You might not enjoy today's, but you're definitely going to enjoy Sunday's. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if you can tell people that. You got to reserve judgment until you do your own listening and then let us know if you enjoyed it because you can subscribe and leave a review. And they're not going to know if they enjoyed it unless they listen. So we have news, and this is where we're going to drop the music that takes us to the news. Drop it, producer Aaron. Time stamping this episode for the 9th of June in the year of 202 to the 1. It is 104 p.m. EDT. And the crypto market caps are looking green today as we are back to $1.675 trillion overall market. Bitcoin up 13% in the last 24 hours, $36,624. Ethereum, $26.17. Tether, $1.01. Binance, $370. Cardano, $1.63. Dogecoin, $0.35. XRP, $0.90. The USD coin, $1.01 also. So the dollar... The stable coins are actually worth more than the real dollar right now. Polkadot, $22.82, and coming in at number 10 this week is the Uniswap, $24.88. So no. things are looking great. I, I, when I opened up the um, CoinGecko to look at this, Travis, I figured Bitcoin was somewhere around 31 or so because that's what it was last night when I looked. So it's up. This is the, the craziness of the crypto markets. Yeah, I mean it is. It, it. I was expecting. I was expecting around thirty-three. That's what I checked. It was earlier this morning. But think about this: the global crypto market cap is what one point six five trillion right now. One point six seven trillion. It's up about twelve percent over the last twenty-four hours. Which, you know, uh, if, if the stock market increased that much in one day, people would be flipping their shit. But that's what happens in the crypto market, right? We see this all the time. Like you know, Bitcoin going up fourteen percent in one day. That's like nothing. It's it's like basically it's it's gone up over the course of the last week 0.1%, which I mean you think about it like oh my god crypto's going down crypto going up crypto going down is what it is, and um, if we look over the course of the last seven days who are the big winners overall Theta Fuel T Fuel up 61%. Hopefully you guys got yourself some fuel when fuel was super cheap. Theta and fuel com combined, they're, 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 I guess fuels, they like the gas of it. AMP, the AMP token, up 48%. Solana, a lot of people love Solana, SOL, got a lot of soul, up 38% this past week to forty almost $43. Kusama, which I'm a big fan of Kusama as well, KSM, that's up 27%. Theta is up 25%. Uh, the Curve token is up 22%. Arweave up. Algorand up, Bitcoin Gold, Filecoin up, Arr, the pirate chain may be up 10%. So not a horrible week overall. Some of them took a big dump, but here we are back again and uh, back above where we were last week. So I remember looking at the thing last week. It was like, I remember seeing it like 1.5, 1.6, 1.7, 1.8, 1.9, 1.10, 1.11, 1.12, 1.13, 1.14, 1.15, 1.16, 1.17, 1.18
maybe 1.4 trillion or so and just pop back up. So here we go. Mm -hmm. You know, there's definitely some losers for the last seven days, uh, but nothing more than down 20%, which again, in the crypto world is, is not much to, uh, to write home about. So the price, according to this article on Cointelegraph yesterday, was nearing $30,000. And there's some people at WhaleMap, I guess that's an analyst firm, that says Bitcoin could go below $20,000, that they see 19000 as the support floor, that that would be the absolute bottom, which makes a lot of sense. I personally don't think we're going to see that. And I personally don't think we're done with this bull run. I'm sticking with what I've been saying ever since we came off that high of about 65,000, that it just seems too soon. This feels like a major shakeout. I don't think the whales are moving their crypto all that much. Um, I think there was the one that, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name, that sold a bunch in it was Jimmy. Of April. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy did it. Damn yeah. it, Jimmy. Yeah, moved the price too much. Uh, but I just, I can't see us. If we did go down, I, I do tend to agree that 19000 would have to be the bottom. I mean, yeah. how, how do you mine it at that point and for it to be cost effective? It would, what that would do is that would get regular people spinning up their computers again because a lot of the big miners would shut back on the amount that they're doing because it's not profitable at that moment. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one of those things that's not profitable in that moment like as uh, right now, but you can still go and mine Bitcoin, and it's like it's an investment. Like, why? Why not? Why would you shut? If you have a bunch of mining rigs, why shut them down? Keep it rolling. Keep getting that Bitcoin. Why are they trying? But that to, happened. They're just they, they, they don't normally hodl their Bitcoin that they mine. They normally just peel it off so they can buy more mining equipment. Right. So. Remember, last time we saw the bear market, we covered multiple stories about mining mining rigs. Um, you know, they're turning them off and they're selling them, and some of them were closing down. There was yep. a, a huge flip. Yeah. Well, this time right now, it says here in this article as well that a lot of the bulls are are lining up and protecting that thirty thousand price line. So there's some data from Coin Telegraph, Market Pro, and Trading View that is showing there that there are a lot of people who are putting up big walls uh, at uh, at those prices. And so thirty two thousand, thirty thousand. Um, yeah, we don't want to see we don't want to see that uh, that dip continue to go down. And luckily, right now. We're at thirty six thousand six hundred, up fourteen percent right now. It's, it's still going up, so let's keep that trend moving in the right place. I have a feeling, and this is based on zero data other than my feels. I think I think we're going to pass forty thousand here soon and kind of keep popping back up. I think now we've done the little dribble and the testing. I think we're cruising back up. I think we're doing it right now, but uh, that is not travel advice. So there's an article from about a week ago on Bloomberg, and the reason it's important is because the last time crypto Bitcoin took the dump was because Elon Musk, you know, tweeted something about a broken heart where Bitcoin was concerned. And people are ridiculous. Like they respond so emotionally with their money to a tweet from a guy who's really pretty much irrelevant in the big picture. I think Elon Musk is brilliant and, you know, people are hating on him for these tweets. I think history is going to be very kind to him for his innovations. I think that people laughed at Edison and other inventors at their time, and they were probably eccentric, you know, people as well. Musk is eccentric. And is he a crypto specialist? No. But is he doing some amazing things and, and a progressive thinker as far as technology goes and the new horizons for mankind? Yeah, 
he is. So, you know, Max Kaiser getting up on stage at Bitcoin 2021 saying, F Elon, you know, really? That's almost that's almost as cringy as a B connect waza, 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 waza moment. Almost. Not quite. I was actually going to talk about that. I just included an article about that. And I think also uh, what they're calling the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, he did an interview on stage with uh, MicroStrategy's Michael Saylor. And uh, they're like, we're not selling. We're not selling. F Elon. That's And they went off on Elon. Also, I think uh, he did something where he ambushed Jack Dorsey about something as well. So Max Kaiser putting himself out there in at uh, the Miami event, Bitcoin 2020. And those of you who went to the event, um, we didn't see you there. We were looking all over for, oh, wait, we weren't there. We were somewhere else. And yeah. uh, But you know what? It looked like it was a great event. I mean, I've looked at some of the highlights and some of the different, some of the things that went on. It looks like a fun event. A lot of people were there. First, first real big event since uh, the COVIDs. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these articles that we see in the crypto world over the course of the week are Bitcoin could go to this number down. Bitcoin could go to this number up. And there's so many articles like that during the week, and they're all pretty much a waste of time. That's why, you know, we will usually cover like one just to kind of say, hey, this is where some strategists think it's going. But I'm bored by them because half of them are wrong automatically just by default. If you're calling it down and it goes up, guess what? You are wrong. If you call it up and it goes down, guess what? You are wrong. I think the only thing that matters that might matter to traders But for those that are investing in crypto because of the function that it has and the freedom that it can bring to mankind, this new form of currency, um, I don't think they're looking at the little ups and downs. And maybe that's why Sailor and, you know, Kaiser saying we're not selling. I don't guys sell if you want to. Don't sell if you don't. If you're a trader and you're playing the ups and downs to make money, good. Just remember, you've got a taxable event every time. You, you play that up or that down, and that could be a real pain in the ass. And I would say this, if you really want to, to figure it out, is don't rely on experts to tell you what to think. Become an expert yourself. Dive in and learn the charts, right? Figure out what it means. When you see this particular pattern, what does that mean? If you see this, what does that mean? There are a lot of really great you know charters out there on YouTube that can teach you how to build your own charts on TradingView. And that's what you should be doing. You should be trusting your own instincts and and you should be going into, you know, some of these telegram groups just as entertainment. And what are they saying about it? Okay, great. Take it for a grain of salt because there's so many shills out there trying to shill you their shit coins that it's almost like the old school snake oil salesman people. They modern day snake oil salesmen. Almost. I think it, it is. It is snake oil. You know, that's why when we have projects on the show, we attempt our best to vet. Right. But you, do, you don't always know the intentions of somebody's heart. We like to work with projects that have doxed themselves. And we are always transparent with you that we're being compensated if we're being compensated. And we always tell you, don't buy just because they're on the show. Go do your own research. You have nobody to blame but yourself for making bad investment decisions. So by the same token, just because somebody's hyping something up in a telegram and they say it's going to moon soon, that's that is your indicator right there that it's probably not. If you got a bunch if you're developing if a, if a token has developed an army of people to go out to other telegrams and say, "What do you think of this coin? We think it's going to moon soon." Guess what? That's orchestrated BS and they're just trying to take your money. So I am not a financial advisor, but I do have a head square on my shoulders and I can see a scam. You know, I can smell it. It smells like after Travis gets out of the bathroom. It's not good. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of scams, let's move this article around here. Speaking of scams, uh, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, says he does not like Bitcoin uh, as, because it is a currency that competes with the dollar. And he wants the dollar to be the currency of the world. He called it a scam and wants crypto to be heavily regulated. He wants heavy regulation. Well, he was in office for four years. He had every chance to do that. And actually, he had some people around him who were pretty crypto savvy. So I'm surprised at this point that he would think that Bitcoin is a scam when the paper dollar is the biggest scam maybe we've ever seen because, you know, they just print as many as they want. They're not audited. There's no limit to how many they can print. The, the value of them keeps declining over time. We're Folks, we're about at the end of the dollar's dominance. It's the days of the dollar are almost done because there's so freaking many of them in circulation in the, in the U.S. The U.S. can print a $100 bill for $0.06. Cents. Printing $100 bills for $0.06 cents all day long, Joel Kahn. And, it's criminal. And then somehow we're $23 trillion in debt. Like, what's the it's, scam? Tell me what the scam is again, Trump. Yeah, it's a scam. It's a sham. It's a big flim-flam. Uh, I and many others are not happy with former president for saying this. I haven't been this pissed at him since he let them get away with stealing that election. Mm. I was more pissed then, but I'm over it. I'm good. Let 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 this uh, fake regime work its way out. Yes, we're leaving that in the show because that's what happened. You just offended me, Joel. You're, cons- you're, you're a conspiracy theorist. So oh, man. You, I'm going to take this. You don't want me to take off this tinfoil hat and come beat your ass. I know where you live. <laughs> well, there are some people. Me, I will come uh, here in place, boy. Did you call me young lady? <laughs> did you call me young lady? I said, I called you young man. But I changed don't, it a okay. little bitch. Don't assume my gender. It pisses me off. So let's go back to Elon for a moment because a video came out from Anonymous this week. You know, the the anonymous organization, the dudes wearing the Guy Fox mask and the voices yeah, changed. Yeah. And basically, maybe producer Aaron, maybe you can uh, change my voice here because this is what the video said. Well, recently, your carefully created public image is being exposed, and people are beginning to see you as nothing more than another narcissistic rich dude who is desperate for attention. So, you know, I don't. We what does that mean? What are, we are Legion. Something else. Something they say. <laughs> what are they going to do to him? What, what does that even mean? Like you're, gonna you're, hack your, we're going to hack your pipeline. I just, I don't understand what, you know, what is the threat here? Um, I, I don't get it. I remember anonymous threatening stuff during, you know, the elections and never saw anything happen based on any of the I'm threats. I'm at the point now where I just think, I watch those anonymous videos and I just think it's some sort of psyop. Like, you know, it's like, if somebody's creating this video, there's no way with all the technology out there that the real people's not going to get tracked. And I just don't, I just don't, I mean, it doesn't seem to me that there's any elite uh, anonymous organization or anything. It's like, I am anonymous. I am in my parents' basement. I don't have a job. Right. <laughs> I think uh, maybe my we should do our, maybe our next show could be totally anonymous. People will have no idea that it's us. Yeah. And we'll, we'll use voice changer on the whole thing. Like, like, I'm Guy Fox and I'm Mr. Robot. DeFi regulation is coming. The World Economic Forum has released a policy toolkit to uh, for DeFi organizations to promote fair, efficient, enforceable regulations for the emerging digital asset marketplace. So great, you know, more more powerful people telling us how to uh, 
how to live our lives. So we need more regulation. We need more people telling us what to do and treating us like children because let's face it nobody can get through this life without being told what to do that is true there's a there's another i'm seeing i got an aside here sometimes you like to pop it in aside i have a couple of sides based on pop, it, pop that aside make it good though. I got, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna pop a couple of them in here for you one elon musk is agreeing with vitalik buterin on a dogecoin ethereum collaboration so there might be a collaboration in the future of Doge and Ethereum working together. Also, what, I saw. What, wait, I saw, wait, wait. What, what would they call that? Ethereum Doge? Doge Ethereum, probably. Doge Ethereum. Yeah, that works. Okay. Probably what they would do. Uh, also, another aside, we were talking about um, Trump and crypto. Well, the current White House tech advisor, Tim Wu, he likes to keep at least a million dollars in Bitcoin. So he has at least a million dollars in his own personal stash that he did during a financial disclosure. I think that's good. And also we talked about Solana recently in the middle uh, or during the uh, when we were doing the chart stuff. So Solana is uh, is aiming to raise four hundred and fifty million dollars because they want to battle Ethereum's supremacy. Solana has a really interesting ecosystem, folks. And we've been talking about Solana. If you listen to that each week, if you listen to the news show, you hear, whoa, Solana over the top week. Oh, it's grown, it's grown, it's grown. Uh, it was up to 60 bucks. Now it's at 42 bucks, And uh, so that is interesting. And then also Polkadot and Kusama are doing some stuff together with their parachains. So big news. Those are some big projects that I think are doing some, like, who are, in, 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 over the next year, who are the dominant sort of, you know, crypto projects that we're going to see? The infrastructure, the highways of the internet, the ecosystems where more stuff's going to be built on? I think we're going to be talking a lot about Solana, more about Polkadot, Kusama. A lot of those projects right there are going to keep moving forward because they got great leaders and great technicians behind their code. So uh, keep an eye on those. Do some research on that stuff. See what you think. What about Hex? Are we going to be talking about Hex? You know, we should probably have Hex on just to, you know, to, to heck him off. <laughs> get all hacked off. Well, you know, here's what I find interesting is that no exchanges are will list it. I, that's what I don't get. Like I thought, whatever you think of it, there's tons of shit coins that are listed, right? Wow. So why would you exclude um, this one in particular from exchanges when there's so many others out there that could be so much worse? I think, you know, you can get it on Uniswap. Um, and I think there's some pairings on hit BTC and maybe a couple others. And maybe there's more now. I don't know. I could be wrong. But it's funny. Somebody posted a, a photo of Richard Hart in this group I'm in. And yep. he's it's a it's a it's a cool picture. Right. It's got this chart behind him of Hex going up and he's dressed like a king. Uh, it's like, OK, ego much. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now, I've also, so some of the additional articles that I was talking about in the show notes, I have put them in the show notes, and normally we have them in nice sort of outline form. And so what I have done is I put them in the outline form, but I actually will indent them a little bit so you can see uh, that those were little tangents that we went on. So there's some tangents. Little tangents for little you Little tiny tangents from the different pieces, the Solana piece of news, the other piece of news, and that other piece of news are in there with the news. All of those are in the show notes. You can shortcut your way there to it on the website. Just go to badco.in forward slash 522 because this is episode 522. Back in May, Colonial Pipeline 
suffered a ransomware attack from a criminal hacking group known as Darkside, thereby crippling the company's operations. They halted for almost a week, causing general panic and shortages at gas stations. Then they paid a ransom of 75 Bitcoin, which was worth about four. Point four million at the time. The FBI got on it, and guess what? The Department of Justice made an announcement on Monday that they have retrieved 63.7 Bitcoin, worth about 2.1 million, undertaken by the Ransomware and Digital Extortion Task Force. So the acronym for that would be RDEF, uh, created by the Justice Department in April to combat ransomware attacks. So, yay, government. Okay, can I call Can I call bullshit on this one? Sure, call it. So, so I was thinking about this, and I was like, so how'd they get this, how'd they get this 63.7 uh, Bitcoins? They don't have the private keys. You don't, you, you don't have somebody, you, you can't just go and confiscate crypto unless, what, what are they, how do they do it? Did they say, oh, was it on a Coinbase account? Was it on an exchange? Because if it was on an exchange, then maybe they would work. But if somebody just stole 75 Bitcoin from Colonial Pipeline, like it says they did, then they didn't leave it on an exchange. Well, it says right here. They most likely had it on a, on, on, a, on a private hardware wallet. How in the hell did they get it? And I'll tell you how. Because this was most likely an inside job. This is most likely bullshit. Because if we've seen, there's so many things. This, I'm putting my, put my rant hat on. It's, like, it's right here. You have to read it. It's right. It's actually right here. Where does it say? The, the FBI was able to trace the transfer of about 63.7 Bitcoins to a particular wallet address with the law enforcement agent having the private key for the address. Well, wait, what? How, how would the agent have the private key for right. the address? Because it's an inside were... job. That's the only well, way they would have a private key for that. There's not, there's not the, 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 the type of decoding of encryption to be able to have the key bullshit this is what this is what i think so remember during the election like uh, biden and they were going to say it's going to be a dark winter well what happened well texas had power outages right the worst there's a huge storm happened power outages and then the pipeline's coming through oh gas is being out there's nobody has any gas now there's a cyber attack on the food industries now there's going to become shortages in food this to me does not seem like a coincidence. This seems to me to be a coordinated attack on the American people somehow, some way. There's some bullshit going on. And there's no way that this FBI agent had this private key for this address for 63.7 Bitcoin unless they were in on the hacking in some way. This is complete bullshit to me. I got to call a red flag on this because I do not believe one fucking word of this. Isn't it a yellow flag they throw on the field? Red flag, purple flag, green flag. I don't care. I am. It does not matter what color. You I mean, it's, fly it's, fly. it's it's Pride Month. You may as well throw a rainbow flag. You can do all the flags. But this is bullshit to me. This is bullshit to me, folks. And if that offends you in any way, think about it. How in the hell did they do it? They're, they're scaring us. They're trying to scare us. Oh, they're going to shut down electric. They're going to shut down oil and shutting down food. Things are going to get a little bit crazy for folks if they don't start preparing in some way. I would recommend trying to find ways to get some solar power if you don't have it. Getting a generator somehow if you don't have it. Getting one of those freezers that you could put some food in and store it because the price of meat right now is skyrocketing, right? So I don't know if you can go somewhere local and get a buy a cow and get that cut up, cut up and butchered and put in a free, freezer. Probably not a bad idea. There's some crazy, there's some shenanigans going on that seems to me. That if you tie, you connect the dots like you could do on the wall, like a conspiracy theorist that I am, 
But unfortunately, I have just been the, the amount of theories that I've been correct on since the year 2000 is too damn high because I research it and I, I connect the dots and you just got to. You got to connect the dots these days. And well, there's, there's something going on that they're not telling us. And boy, it sure is convenient how, oh, the fucking agent had the keys. Oh, how, how, how about that? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Travis is going to take a drink of water because that, that was. Travis did not kill himself. No, he did not. We are not <laughs> suicidal. suicidal thoughts. If I disappear, whoops, what happened? More shenanigans. Yeah, neither did Jeffrey Epstein. And neither did the president of El Salvador. His name is Naib Bukele. And his goal is to make his country the first to embrace Bitcoin as legal tender. And guess what? The bill passed today, right before we were getting ready to record the show, we found the news that it is officially a super majority passed it this morning. Uh, apparently there was a big conversation in Twitter spaces as it was happening. It goes into effect immediately that the government would allow 90 days for an infrastructure to be put in place. Yeah. So this is it, they have to, you, in El Salvador, you have to assume that you have to take Bitcoin as legal tender. Yeah, well, listen to this. I mean, so this was a big thing in Miami. The president of uh, El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, uh, announced he has, that he was laser eyes, by the way. If you look at his Twitter, he's got yeah. laser eyes. Oh, very nice. Well, that's cool. Well, so, so Jack Mallers, who's the founder of Strike, that's a digital wallet built on the Lightning Network, he lived in El Salvador for three months and he discovered like 70% of the people there don't have a bank account. And 20% of the whole country's GDP, the amount of money that comes in, comes from remittances that are sent by migrants back to family members. 20% of their GDP. And so by by setting up this framework for Bitcoin to become uh, you know, a functional currency legally within the country, that is going to open up a whole lot of doors. That's can eliminate a lot of those remittance fees because, and I think that a lot of the folks that are in different countries that have left El Salvador are going to then get Bitcoin wallets, figure out how Bitcoin works, start sending money to their family back with Bitcoin if they've not already been doing it. And I think that this right here, uh, they're saying this, they're, they're calling this the shot heard around the world for Bitcoin. And Tim Draper called it a brilliant government move and said, Entrepreneurs and investors will be on the next flights to El Salvador. Yep. I, I don't disagree. And there's people that are laughing and mocking it because El Salvador has some really critical issues right now because there are a lot of people trying to get out and cross the borders and go somewhere where there can be more prosperity. But maybe this will help to reignite their uh, their economy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. This builds out and, and it becomes a, a, a crypto centric country where it sounds like it will. I bet in the next few years, they'll be way better off than they are now because people will have a little bit of Bitcoin. Bitcoin will cruise up in value. And I would I would uh, if I was a betting man, which sometimes I am, uh, then I think El Salvador is on the come up. They're on the they're, they're going to be rising. And I think this is huge. And I think this is partly due. Uh, this is partly part of the reason that Bitcoin is cruising up right now. It's up thirty six, thirty seven thousand dollars because, wow, a country is now accepting this as its official currency. Whoa. Somebody had to be first. And it says here in this tweet that the government is going to create a Bitcoin wallet for merchants. They can use any wallet they want, but if they need help. And this is a mandate. By law, you have to accept Bitcoin. This is what legal 
tender means here. Now, I'm not a big fan of this whole laser eyes thing. You know, it's like this this movement, these people posting laser eyes pictures on their profiles. I've never been a bandwagon kind of guy. I thought for a moment about doing it. I'm like, no, I don't do that. If I was going to post anything, it would be a picture of me with like big googly eyes or something, you know, just to say, I don't go along with everybody else just because you're doing your laser eyes. It's not my thing. Yeah, it's not my jam. Eyes. Why not? That's your thing. So speaking of El Salvador and they're doing stuff and taking crypto and, and, and embracing it, the new CFTC boss has, he says, after Googling it, the new CFTC commissioner, Dan Berkovitz, has called for a crackdown on unregulated DeFi derivatives platforms. This just came out 14 hours a day. Says DeFi is a bad idea and probably illegal. Not only do I think that unlicensed DeFi markets for derivative investments are a bad idea, but I also do not see how they are legal under the CEA. And the CEA is some acronym that I don't know what it is. So I'm going to say douchebag. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know what it is, but I just Googled it and it looks bad. <laughs> okay. Are we moving on? Let's move on. It's just crazy to me. Okay. It is crazy. Uh, Bitcoinist. Dot com has this article that we find interesting. A new Australian report shows that fraudsters pick bank transfer over cryptocurrency. No, no, crypto, crypto exists just so people can do scams and stuff. It's bad because bad people use it. Uh, but of course, the truth is, is that bank transfers, of course, are more used. This out of Australia. 97 million Australian dollars stolen through such transfer transfers with a 40% increase over the previous year. Bitcoin was the second highest payment method, about 26 and a half million in losses, according to the ACCCCCCC. Because mm. and you know what? I, I, could, I could foresee that. And I know that that banks are being really, really cautious on these transfers now, right? Because so to buy a place in uh, Puerto Rico, I actually had to go back to my bank and get cashier's checks to kind of help do all the deal. And the owners, and basically how it works is, is the, the if they have a loan on it, then you got to write one cashier's check to the originating bank and pay off whatever they owed on it. Then you got to write a check to the new owners for there's any profits and difference of what they bought versus what they sold it for. And then you got to pay the attorney a certain fee. You got to pay the deed guy a certain fee. And there's a so I, there's a total of like seven checks I needed to write to, 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 to get this thing. And they wouldn't wire the total amount of money. And they were freaking out about cashier's checks, right? It was like, folks, this is my money. I can do what I need to do with my money. And I need to have access to it because I'm only here in America for a couple more days. I got to handle this shit now and I got to go back there and handle this. And so that that was the biggest challenge, I think, of buying a home in Puerto Rico is getting all that, all the ducks in a row and everybody. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet, Junior. Wait till you get here and you try to get your driver's license. Was that fun? Oh, that's going to be great fun. You got to have a, a medical report. You got to get your... Um, driver's record from the state that you're in. You have to have your real social security card, your passport. You have to have an FBI check, which means you got to go get fingerprinted. This right. is to get a driver's license. You have to have a, a permanent address here. So you've already overcome that because you have your house. But that's just the beginning of all the fun, Sir Lord Travis. Yeah. Well, I'm going to find my original freaking social security card. I don't know what the hell mm -hmm. that is. 
Yep. If you can't get one, by the way, I found out you can go to the Social Security Administration. They will replace it for you. Okay, sweet. They will, they will send you another one. Okay. Have you ever had to use your Social Security card anywhere ever since like you never. Like, ever since, since you had to get your first driver's license, I guess. I guess it makes sense. And you got to get your driver's license. You need your Social Security card. I don't know. That's crazy. There I got my go. passport. How about let me use that? Not enough. Not enough. Right. Not enough. You got to have it. You got to have it. So another quick story from around the world. You could read more about it in the show notes. Denmark's tax minister wants to change the country's existing tax code to respond to challenges posed by Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. I'm sure he's not alone all over the world. They're trying to figure out how to update their tax codes to deal with cryptocurrency. And it's going to take them a long time, right? They're just barely figuring out uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum with all of these altcoins and all of this DeFi and NFTs and all these other, you know, shitcoins out there. I don't know how all, all of these uh, DEXs and these wallets, how in the world it's, it's difficult enough for those of us who are in to try to keep track of everything. How's the IRS or other government agencies going to figure this stuff out? It's going to take time. It's going to take time. You know what else is taking time? Freaking Ethereum 2.0 is taking a ridiculous amount of time, so much time that even Vitalik Buterin, the crown prince of crypto, is surprised at how long this is taking. And um, I guess there's a lot of problems built on with the... um, uh, he's, he was he's talking about this in Hong Kong and he was he was mentioning because he's not the one building it. There's a bunch of team members are out there building it because it's a decentralized thing. And he thought that it should happen. It should have happened a while ago. But now it's taking three months has turned into 18 months and it's going to take even longer. They're thinking that what might take one year to do proof of stake is going to actually take six years to do. And so it is pretty complex. I bet he's looking back going, damn, why did I not build proof of stake in the first place? And according to the roadmap, uh, they estimate that it's probably not even going to be done before late 2022. It might not be until early 2023 now until proof of stake happens. So we'll see. And speaking of stake, I would like mine medium rare. But yeah, but seriously, though, the proof of stake network, they say when it's all done, is going to use around 99.95% less energy. That is huge. That's why it needs to be done. Then NFTs might work a little better. And I would say probably the miners of Ethereum is not going to like that because the gas fees will be negligent at that point. I wonder what it does to the price. It's, it's going to be wild to see what happens when you go from proof of work to proof of stake. should be wild. I, I'm a little disappointed that it's taking this long, but not surprised. And, you know, Vitalik says it's mostly people problems. Apparently, also around the world, Sir Lord Travis, says there is a hard drive shortage in Southeast Asia and demand for HDDs and SSDs to farm proof of space crypto has spread to Europe. And now Chia farmers are snapping up hard drives in Europe. That's the proof of space crypto that's that's spreading and people are people are getting really excited about Chia. And I believe it's Chia.network, I think, is the website. I'm not, I don't remember. I don't, I'm not seeing it. As usual, people don't actually link to the actual pro site. They just, oh, oh, Chia. Here's another link to another article we wrote about Chia. But Chia is what is causing those drives to, uh, to explode. And uh, so there's a lot of people in Europe that are now buying some. I've bought a nice couple of uh, 10 terabyte drives. 
I think Chia could be huge because what you do is you create this huge plot of this free space on an external hard drive, and then you're going to be able to begin to mine Chia through that additional space, and they're going to use that space for whatever they're going to use it for, but it allows you to earn crypto from that, and it is not launched yet, but they think that this the hard drive boom is going to just keep going, and uh, when Chia finally launches, they are uh, it's gonna it's gonna pop up. There's a nice little video here on this that says, "What is Chia? What is the Chia network?" And they're saying it's a new crypto that claims to be more environmentally friendly than Bitcoin, where Bitcoin uses the proof of work consensus, which requires miners to run powerful computers to solve mathematical problems. Chia uses the new proof of space and time system that relies on unused storage space. So staking out 100 gigabyte plots on your hard drive, 500 gigabyte plots, terabyte plots, that is, uh, which will be filled with hashes when a new block is added to the blockchain, it's hashes compared with the hashes on the farmer's drives and blah, 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 blah. And uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting mechanism. So so check it out. Ch-ch-ch-chia. What is it, S-X-C-H, is that the, the, the token? That Chia. is correct. Also dollars right now. Environmentally friendly stuff, solar power would be a great way to mine Bitcoin. And guess what? It's coming to the U.S. with an investment of $5 million from Jack Dorsey's Square. Blockstream is providing the infrastructure for this. They've teamed up to create an open source solar powered mining facility at one of Blockstream's mining sites in the U.S. The knowledge gained from building a Bitcoin mine powered by renewable energy. That's what they're all about here. They want to raise awareness and show how Bitcoin mining in conjunction with renewable energy can help drive the clean energy transition. Hey, who turned out the sun, right? Uh, that doesn't happen. The sun doesn't go out. Solar, solar power is always there. So why not harness it? Well, there are people who wanted to build like this sort of cloud dust thing around Earth to protect us from the sun rays and, and, and stop global warming. Yeah, we want we don't want global colding, okay? We don't we don't want ice age. We that's what happens whenever like a big asteroid or meteor hits Earth or a big like, you know, volcano or super volcano like what could happen at Yellowstone happens and then all that debris goes up into the sky, it flies around in the atmosphere in the jet stream and then no sunlight gets through and ice age happens. And crazy shit. People die. Dinosaurs die. All that stuff. So yeah, we don't want it. We don't want it. We, we want to keep the sun. Like keep the sun until there's no more sun. Until the sun has been blocked out by a super volcano. Ba boom. There we go. But why not harness the power of solar energy until then? And frankly, I like the sun. I'm getting a savage tan here in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I noticed. I, my, my, I'm getting a nice tan too. It's crazy. It's like my feet. I had those flip flop tan. You know, over my. I got the little V between the toes. That's, good. That's TMI the v, right there. And here's the DeFi. Goldman Sachs is betting on DeFi infrastructure firm Block Damon. And I don't know what they have against Matt Damon, but they're trying to block him now. You know, Block Damon, D-A-E-M-O-N. And, uh, you know, Goldman Sachs has continued to invest in crypto companies. And how about we, uh, I guess, because what happens a lot of times in the government is it's so incestual with some of these top companies and you'll see CEOs of this company moving into regulation positions and over here in the government, blah, blah, blah. How about we get somebody from Goldman Sachs that likes DeFi to go be our CFTC director, not this douchebag who doesn't like crypto. Quit doing those non-crypto douchebags. We're hiring them. Ugh. Well, that is almost going to wrap up 
the news for this week's Sir Lord Travis Wright. There's an article here on publishox.com we want to point out that you can find in the show notes about Electronium being everywhere. Electronium is a partner, a friend of the show, and, and we are operating as advisors for them in anytask.com. And this article talks about how they are shaping the future of online marketplaces through blockchain and crypto. They're doing a lot of really interesting things, and uh, ETN continues to get adoption. So we recommend that you do check that out. If you've been following the markets recently, you probably heard all about GameStop and all the crazy shady things the hedge funds are doing to stop retail investors from winning. Well, what if there was a platform that let you take control of all kinds of investment opportunities? Not just talking about crypto trading, also talking about commodities, stocks, even foreign currencies. Prime XBT can be your one-stop shop for all your trading needs. Check them out at badco.in forward slash prime XBT and get this 50% bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code bad crypto podcast. Easy to spell. I shouldn't have to spell it for you. It's bad crypto podcast. It's all one word. Badco.in forward slash prime XBT. And Sir Lord Travis, we have some interesting reviews that have come in via listener feedback. This uh, five star from Maximus from the Black Hole wrote, these guys are not gals. That is all. Five stars. <laughs> wow. He's, he's assuming you're he know how I identify. I maybe have changed. Uh, another one from Misspent Youth said, so bad it's good. Joel Com and Travis Wright, the Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura of crypto podcasts. So am I just totally out of touch for oh, not knowing? A, that's who, actually a great compliment. So if you have they? not, if you have not, um, saw the, um, the comedy routine of Burt Kreischer and his, uh, Russian machine comedy bit, that's probably one of the best stories I have ever seen. Uh, him telling this story about how he goes to Russia, doesn't know any Russia spoke four years of Russian in college, learned nothing. And then all he knows how to say is that he's the machine, gets caught up in these Russian mafia guys, and that madness ensues. It's really great. What's not really great is apparently us, two-star review by Tassamat, too much non-crypto talk, too much political opinion, not enough crypto analysis. I like the news aspect of the show, but the social and political commentary makes it unbearable to listen to. That's too many words here. Just call it unlistenable. Right. Yeah, good. Not unbearable to listen to. You're 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 wasting words. You're sucking up needless oxygen. Just yeah. makes also it also who's doing that is Jason Vigil. Virgil? Uh oh. Vigil. Virgin. Typical crypto hype, but with the unnecessary political commentary. Wait, with some crypto tidbits, but then you quickly learn they're just hyping crypto with the vast majority of other crypto podcasts with the added occasional political commentary. Recent episode mentioned conspiracy Q-like thoughts and that the government had a hand on releasing COVID from a Wuhan lab. One of the guys mentioning that he wasn't afraid of COVID because of his strong immune system and because the virus would eventually go away. These guys should stick to crypto, except we're hyping crypto, apparently. So we should stick to nothing. <laughs> Jason, buddy, what do you do? Stick to that instead of writing yeah, reviews. Yeah. How about, six, how about six, listen to podcasts that are going to educate you instead yeah. of listening to us? Or, or open your mind that perhaps your point of view. Go back to your filter bubble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, here's the answer to those requests for us to change 
how we approach this show. No, hard pass. We're going to, it's, it's, what's going on there? I hear something Jason, else. Jason, it's me, your filter bubble. Come back. Your like-minded friends want to talk to you about things you already agree with. Don't change your opinion <laughs> on anything, Jason. Stay where you are. Be a lemming. Or go listen to Tom McDonald. Right, that guy will bust open any any filter bubble that you have there. He will pop the crap out of that thing. Snowflakes, why are y'all such snowflakes? <laughs> hey, if you guys don't know by now that this is who we are and this is what we do, then you're never you know going to figure it out. We are for the discriminating podcast and crypto listener with a sense of humor. We don't claim to be financial advisors. We are not experts. We're just going down the rabbit hole, bringing our conversations that we would have every day, regardless of whether or not this was a show, to you. And you're invited to come listen. And guess what? Sometimes that means you're going to hear some other thoughts that we have that might not be crypto-centric. That's who we are. And anybody who craters to what the crowd says to, uh, to, to frame their content in a way to placate others is not being authentic in genuine no, well, and they, real. These two reviews, we've got two two-star reviews, which was nice. They weren't just a one-star. They were a two-star. Like, we're kind of yeah. okay. But yeah. um, I've changed my ways now. I'm never going to have political thoughts of my own ever again. And I'm, and in fact, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to go get four vaccine shots because I want to be extra careful. Well, and if you do that, you are assured to stay mediocre. <laughs> Perfect. But that's not what we want you to do. We want you to stay there. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. All right. We are waiting now for so don't I do again. I do all the clickies. I do, I do clickies. You wait. It's browsing time, baby. While we're here waiting for Joe to open up those news articles once again let's just remind everyone how long it takes to digest corn a lot of times it doesn't digest at all (laughs) and now back to the news okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.